Welcome back to That's Kind of Wavy. We're your hosts. I'm Nikki. I'm Shaysal. And I'm Jill. And yeah, we've been, I think we skipped a week. Yeah. I think it's been three weeks now. Yeah. yeah. But it's because we're busy little bees. Everybody's got <laughs> stuff going on. Yeah. Um, so how have you guys been doing? Um, all right. I guess in the last, like, well, the last time before we recorded, I was like in August. So since then, I went to Europe for two weeks, which is part of the reason why yeah. we took a little break again. Um, and that was fun. Aside from like the chaos that always ensues during Mercury retrograde <laughs> with course, traveling. Yeah. Um, and it seemed to be like so much worse this time for some reason. So, you know, it was fine. Well, they were like, weren't they like there's just some air traffic issues or something. It's like, how do you, it was like so a the planes glitch. are going to crash. <laughs> right. I'm like, um, yeah, that sounds like something that shouldn't be happening in 2023. Yeah. But, um, Wait, can yeah. you something about that really quick? Yeah. Um, I read this, like it was like a week before you were in Europe. So it was, I think like maybe Mercury retrograde was already happening or maybe right before I can't remember, but, um, and this had been happening, but there have been a lot of air traffic issues in general where like, they aren't properly communicating like where the planes are in the sky or something like that. So like there have been some cases where at least in this article, it was saying that planes have basically like not like actually brushed up against each other, but essentially gotten like that close, My God. which is really waving <laughs> yeah, like right. in each other's airspace. Like that's yes. so, that is so scary. Yes. Like wow. literally you need so much fucking space around an airplane to literally like, yeah. do it literally God. damn well yeah other than that um i don't know i've been vibing you had your home. birthday oh yeah <laughs> i got sick and then well okay my birthday happened and then i got sick and so i don't know it's just been a crazy like month already i'm like how is it already the 20th how is september essentially over it's the 21st actually well you know i was just rounding down <laughs> <laughs> i'm always the like it's even further in the i month. know i yeah. can't believe it i can't believe it. oh my god that means there's nine days left this month that's insane Ugh. i am excited for october but like what the fuck september didn't happen like i'm barely processing the fact that august ended yeah oh, right, right? <laughs> Well, Shay Sal, how have you been? <laughs> yeah. I've been good. I like I don't even know what I've been up to yet. When you guys like when you asked that, Nikki, I was like, wait, <laughs> what am I gonna say? Um, well, I shaved my head. <laughs> so <laughs> that's pretty big. I have been on social media in almost two months now and I have to see if I can I have to post something about, you know, DJing and everything on there eventually that I've just been putting off because the thought of going back on has been terrifying. Yesterday I felt like the strength to do it, but then I got busy, so I didn't do it. Um, so it sucks. They really didn't want to miss the opportunity with a one day that I felt like I was capable of doing it, but I'm going to see if I can tonight. I'm just going to post some pictures and write, I don't have to do this because of who I am. I feel like I have to, so I'm going to post something explaining that social media has been bleh, but then yesterday I felt like I was capable of maybe going back on and marketing DJ stuff again. I don't know, but DJing has been put to a halt as well, just because anything that has to do with like marketing myself is so not what I want to do right now. So that um i've been excited about applying to schools to grad school programs and stuff like that i've been doing a lot of research on just looking up different articles and stuff to then find like professors or authors of those articles like seeing what universities they're affiliated with and kind of like looking for programs based on that primarily looking at schools in colorado um some chicago schools too of course but ideally colorado so yeah, that's like of my life basically, but I haven't been doing much. I'm finally going to a D- an event again on Saturday, a DJ event. So that'll be fun because I haven't gone out outside of like going into the movies in forever, like since the very beginning of August. So yeah, that'll yeah. be fun. Yeah. yeah. I think that'll be good. I totally get that though. Of the like, I get that sometimes with like OnlyFans, like when I'm out of town for the weekend, I don't, so I don't go on for like two or three days. When I'm back, I'm like, I do not want to open this website. I don't want, I don't want to look. I don't want to know. I don't, you know, like, cause either it's like, there's no, been no action that I'm sad that I made no money or there's like a ton of shit I have to answer to. And I'm like, yeah. so it's like, it's just like, so then I put it off more and then I get stressed and I feel guilty for putting it off. And then it's like, then it's like a guilt trap. And then I'm like, I can't, I can't do it. And so then there's like, 
literally I have to like catch myself off guard. <laughs> no, Nikki. Like, like I have to be like, oh, I'm just scrolling on TikTok. Oh, let me just let me just open this app. Oh, Whoops, oh, I totally like, opened it. Yeah, like literally, <laughs> like I don't I don't know how else to explain it. It's like literally I have to just like do it. Like Nikki, I know exactly I what it. you mean. Yeah, and, and and with what I know to be that what I have, I know that what I have among other things, pathological demand avoidance. So like just the level of my avoidance that I go throughout my entire life is so bad. Like when I don't want to do something, it's longer I avoid it. Obviously the scarier it gets, which is exactly what happens with anxiety and avoidance and everything. So yeah. And what I tend to do is I just avoid it until it's, is it's no longer like an urgent issue. Cause no one cares anymore, <laughs> <laughs> but I'm trying not to do that. Cause this is my DJ career. So yeah. <laughs> no one cares. That's such a good point though. I'm like, Oh, like, People would be like, "Oh, I forgot about that." You're like, "No, oh. but like I remember." Like, oh, this is the last thing I'll say. But I remember one time Casey was. I was ta- this was years ago in 2020. I was telling Casey about like a message or something I didn't want to respond to, and she was saying she was giving me advice that is obviously not great advice about this. <laughs> like she was saying that like that one time she just didn't want to respond to a Snapchat or whatever. So she just waited like a year to open it and then open it. And it's like it doesn't matter if you don't open if you open it then because they forgot about it. And I'm like that actually is kind of how I deal with that type of shit too. <laughs> Uh, that would more just stress me out that it's been unopened like having right? that notification true I'd be like let me just open it and then now that's what I recently did I was having a huge issue with my personal Instagram because I had so many DMs I had like 14 like chats and then within each chat was like or yeah. within a bunch of them were like multiple I like last week I just went through and I opened all of them and didn't respond to any I just like yeah. opened them I was like you know what get these the fuck out of here. People aren't expecting me to respond at this point. Let me get it read. And then now, I don't know, Shaysal, I know you haven't been on, but Jill, you probably noticed. I still don't talk that much in our Instagram group chat, but like I'm actually responding now because I just like got rid of the, I was just like, you know what? That erase. None of that exists. We're starting fresh. (laughs) I was literally thinking of, I'll I'll stop here then too. So I know we can like get started on our topic, but like I was literally thinking of doing the same thing because now all of those messages that I've been avoiding are, have been long enough now where it's like void for me to respond. So I'm not embarrassed about them seeing if I've seen it because they're probably not checking to see if it's been read anymore. So I was thinking of doing that too, because I'm partially avoiding it because of lack of all notifications and uh, conversations and whatever. So I'm like, let me just open them and not respond and not deal with it because it's not my problem. I don't even know these people. So literally (laughs) literally it's like whoops sorry i was busy i have other things to do no literally okay well yeah let's jump into our topic because i've been fine i've just been busy i don't really have an update for the (laughs) podcast i have two weddings coming up they're in one's in two weeks and one's in three weeks so that's pretty much been my life this month is like yeah wedding prep yeah dealing with that stuff because i'm in i'm in both weddings so (sighs) anyways so our topic today, because what was it that just happened? The VMAs? Yeah. The VMAs just happened. Oh, yeah. Because I remember like, I don't know about you guys. I don't really watch award shows. I wait for other people to watch them and then show me the interesting things. Because I'm like, I, just, <laughs> I don't know. I just like, ugh, yeah, pick up the pace. I don't need to see that like dumb banter or whatever. I'm like, true. Just tell me the results. Um, and I like seeing what people wear, but again, I don't want to sit through the whole red carpet. So I wait for somebody like, I'll like watch TikToks where they'll be like, these are the worst looks and then I hate <laughs> on it. Or these are the best looks. I'm like, yay. Like, yeah. So anyways, so we were just talking about part of the reason that like, also I don't watch award shows is because it doesn't, it just feels like fake, I guess, yeah. or something. It doesn't feel like, like when you're watching I don't know the results like literally at least with like something like American Idol in the finale you're unsure who's gonna win whereas right. like with an award show more often than not you can predict who's gonna win sometimes it's just like there's just like a clear front runner you know in pop culture it's like clearly that's gonna win but like I don't know you just always can tell it's always had a type of theme so we wanted to like go into the history of award shows and like why they seem to have biases and how they're kind of scams and stuff like that. So obviously there's only three of us. So we looked into the, I looked into the Tonys and then Jill looked into the Oscars. No, I looked into the Oscars. You looked at Oscars. Jill looked into the Grammys. Yes. Yes. Okay. So we're going to just kind of talk about all those. So Jill, you want to start us off? Yes, I shall. 
So, I mean, I don't, I didn't watch any of the VMAs. I don't know if you guys did, but I know no. that Taylor Swift won like twenty awards. Oh, of course. Like, that that's the one thing that I'm like, this is a scam because anytime Taylor Swift or like Beyonce is in a category, they obviously win. Which yeah. I'm like, okay, you know, it makes sense that they, because they are like amazing artists, but at the same time, like. It feels like the other artists and the categories aren't even given a chance, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which also, quick side note. Yeah. I cannot wait for this stupid fucking Taylor Swift eras tour to be <laughs> in the ground. I so uh, I don't need to see and hear everything. Of, I don't care. I do I not care. <laughs> and it is being shoved down my throat because everybody's talking about it. Yeah. Shh. Sorry. Sorry. Not enough. Sorry we to get the it. listeners, but we are not Taylor Swift stands. Yeah. Yeah. No. Well, and so literally Taylor Swift wearing or wearing winning that many awards is like homophobic. I don't no, know. Like, it, just, like it literally is. I know. It feels and like it's like the straights one. The straights yeah. one. And it's yeah. the irony. I will never understand. This is, I mean, you know what? I, well, I don't want to get sidetracked with this with like Taylor Swift right now, but like I cannot understand how so many queers like her. I mean, I know that all of her. So, like, wait, love Chase out. When you bang on your desk, Sorry. it makes Sorry. a huge <laughs> noise in your mic. <laughs> well, I'm that pissed right now. <laughs> like, I don't get it. I don't. Some straight girlies, the queer is like, like, I understand. Obviously, we know how much I love Ariana Grande and stuff like that. Although, you know, despite everything that's been happening recently, but, yeah. um, but like with with Taylor Swift, I'm like, it literally feels homophobic to like her somehow. So it is so ironic to me that the gays yeah. love her so much. No, I feel that. Yeah. So keep going, Joe. Okay. So the Grammys. Um. So the Grammys are like the the Recording Academy puts on the Grammys, and the Recording Academy votes for all of the categories in there so there's two membership levels so that first of all there you there you see that you pay to be in this and you know it's not like it's like there are rules it's supposed to be like people that are like producers performers engineers or like are somewhat adjacent to the music industry or you can be like nominated by somebody or I forget the correct word, but like nominated by somebody that's already in the Recording Academy to like join it. So it's already, I don't know. It, it's like they don't really have a, a like screening for who gets to join aside from the fact that you're like adjacently related to the music industry or like do something uh, like with that. So it, it's supposed to be like by peers though. So that's in quotes. That's like their little tagline is that it's the only award show presented to peers by peers so i'm like okay i still feel like there's like a power imbalance yeah because like it's not your peers like it's not like it's not like ariana grande is voting on best female singer like right yeah so um they vote online or by the mail um and yeah, okay, so the recordings have to be released within like between October 1st of the previous year and September 30th of, of the current year. So, it, you know, it obviously covers the prior year. That's why sometimes people are like, how is this nominated? Um, it's because that's the amount of time that they get yeah. to <laughs> release music. <laughs> because it is. Year. Right. <laughs> um, okay, so people get nominated. The Recording Academy get nominates people for the for the grammys um associate and voting members can nominate artists um as can labels so if you're on a big label like certain people out there you're gonna be obviously like up there in the nominations because these those labels like know how to do it a lot of the times like independent artists don't really know how to or they just like I don't know. They, oh, I don't like know how they, to get themselves nominated? Yeah, because there's like a lot of paperwork that goes into it, and they you know it's like you just don't have time. Um, I don't know if you have to pay to be nominated. I feel like you do. Anyways, once they get the nominations, expert quote unquote reviewers <laughs> organize them. No judging takes place in this step. It's only to like sort through all the different um, categories because there are thirty different musical fields that are separated out with the the nominations so um let me see oh yeah like as time evolves they can also like remove fields or add new ones um you know they they try to stick with the times as much as they can um, (laughs) in, in a world of bias 
But so like a, the screening community or not community committee decide <laughs> <laughs> the whole community. <laughs> <laughs> the screening committee decides which albums will be on the initial ballot albums i th- i don't know if it's like mostly all albums and then there's just like the record of the year and like song of the year which i did read what the difference was i think a record of the year is a song on a specific album and then a song of the year can be like any single oh okay yeah so that's why sometimes like record of the year and album of the year will be like the same thing because it's like the title track of an album. Okay, that makes sense. I've actually always been confused about that. So Right? Yeah, yeah. I was like, um, I don't know. Um, okay. And then the rules state that an album has to be fifty one percent in a genre to be nominated. And this can like overlap. So it doesn't have to be like fifty one percent in rock and then like forty nine percent something else. It can be like fifty one percent and multiple things so it doesn't like have to add up to a hundred which doesn't make any sense to me I guess it's like I guess it's like 51 percent of the songs on the album have to fall under that category and some songs are multiple categories like multiple like an an album can fall into multiple genres so it can be 51 percent of multiple genres yeah that's what I'm saying is like 51 so each song like so Ash Nico's new album like each song would be pop, but then there's like one that's like rock influenced, and then okay. one is like slower. So I don't know what you like. I don't know. Yeah. Let's just say R and B. But so it's you're going off of. So there's ten songs. If six of them were pop rock, then it would fall under pop and rock. Okay, I see. So I think it's the percentage of the songs that fall under that category. Okay. And since songs can fall under two, does that make sense? I see what you're saying. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I mean, that better be how it is. That's like the only (laughs) way that I can see it making sense. Otherwise, it doesn't make sense. (laughs) Right. Right. Um, And then there's also like there can be over 20,000 entries per year, which is also why this is like a crazy why there ends up being bias because a lot of the people that are voting for these things are people that have there's their peers but they have no idea who a lot of like independent artists are and like new artists are so because they don't know all the names in a category they usually pick the person that they know the most which is why people like taylor swift will end up winning a shit ton of categories because the people voting for her that, that's like the one name that they recognize or like you know they have some idea of what her music sounds like compared to people that might be lesser known even if they're well known like in popular culture it's like older people that are voting in the grammys aren't gonna know who i don't know no right at, or like some tick some like new tiktok artist person is like a i mean they a lot of people do know olivia rodrigo now but like comparing her and taylor swift the older people might be like okay taylor is the queen here. right we know her yeah yeah true yeah so the recording academy has to vote in a maximum of 15 categories and they're supposed to be within their areas of expertise quote unquote again there because i don't know how you can determine that if you're like if you work in a million types of things um, but they have to all vote for like the biggest category so um like record of the year, album of the year, song of the year, best new artist. Those are like the ones that you have to vote for. And then you get to choose whatever other 15 categories you want. So if you want, if you are a classical music person, like that's the ones you're going to be voting for, like um, stuff like that, basically. So this means that some genres are voted on less than others in the nomination rounds, because there are a lot of people that don't have the expertise to vote on those genres. And the voting base is large and uh, semi-unregulated, so a lot of the people are overwhelmingly white and male that are voting, and this ends up clearly influencing who gets the award. Okay, so after everybody votes for these 15 categories and, like, the the big ones, these votes get sent out to a, a, like, independent recording firm, Deloitte, which I feel like people... know of them 
Um, and they Deloitte counts up all the votes. And then after they count them up, they distribute a second round of ballots to each voting member. And then this time, finalists from a special nominating committee, which this is another thing. So there's a, another special committee that ends up choosing who actually wins. So the, this like special committee wasn't even like actually known um like the 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 recording academy like puts out all this information on their website but they didn't like mention the special community for i keep (laughs) community (laughs) and committee they they didn't like put it out there that they had this special extra committee um that actually like chooses who wins um so people were like okay well that's obviously sus sus yeah (laughs) Yeah. like hmm, why would that be a secret if that's how it should be done right right um so, so after that, that's who gets the award. I mean, like they they don't actually like tell any of the other people until the Grammys. But obviously, because there's a special com- committee, they can rig it to be how whatever they feel is right. They no right. Yeah, they they go over the nominations for like the the top categories, like recording, whatever the you know album of the year with all that type of shit. Um, and then they they can make adjustments if they feel adjustments are needed. So, oh my god, all the categories that drive the television ratings, as well as the categories and special genres, can be rigged by this committee. That's uh, literally, so like, up. yeah, there's no integrity in that, like, right? Yeah, because it's like clearly they just want to like drive attention, like, they'll put Taylor Swift in something she wasn't originally nominated for because then they know like the Swifties will like tune in, right? Right, yeah, they know like shit is gonna, you know get tv ratings which it's hard it's yeah. hard to get good tv ratings in this day and age wait can i you're ask telling that? me <laughs> <laughs> can i add something to that really quick yeah i remember in 2019 or 2020 when ari performed at the at the grammys a lot of ari fans felt very including myself felt very just like it was just super unfair and like she her performance there was just used for them to get more ratings i don't know what the actual mm-hmm. numbers were but i do know for sure that the numbers of that year's viewing were a lot higher i mean it was also when tyler was performing and everything but yeah like it's and then she didn't win anything which obviously performing there isn't a guarantee for winning but i do believe obviously i think you next should have won something and it didn't and yeah a lot of her fans were pissed about that because yeah they care more about the tv ratings especially when the when like no one really cares for award shows nowadays right because yeah, we all <clears throat> we all are like aware of the fact that it's yeah rigged. exactly yeah okay and i have last couple of things that i wanted to mention in 2019, the former Recording Academy CEO, Deborah Dugan, filed a lawsuit against the organization claiming that the voting process was rigged and that she was retaliated against for speaking out about it. So, um, Queen. That, that alone should, should show you that, like, if the CEO of the company is thinking that the, the award show is rigged, then clearly something is up. No, right. Um, yeah. And then... There, some people believe that certain artists or labels have more sway within the Recording Academy, um, giving them an unfair advantage. And this has led yeah. to accusations that the Grammys are more about politics and money than actual talent. Yep. Yep. I mean, it makes sense because just wait for this year. It's going to be Taylor Swift taking every Oh, category. yeah, for eras. Yeah, which I know that Taylor Swift is also notoriously known. I mean, maybe it's not like, a f- maybe it's not proven, but like at least from people's understanding of how people kind of manipulate at least how artists sometimes manipulate the grammys and vmas and stuff like that like i know that in the past taylor has sometimes what seems like purposely released albums at a time where it's yep. very convenient for voting and everything where it's like yep. it's no longer it's it's still gonna be relevant it's gonna be super relevant but like as opposed to releasing it earlier in the cycle where it might not be as relevant etc and like ugh. yeah i mean we'll probably Which is just like see. so her to be like it's so her, basically yeah. performing for the award exactly right. exactly uh, yeah I was going to say, we'll probably see, sorry, um, after the start of October, a lot more albums will come out because that'll be the next yes. recording cycle or award season cycle. Exactly. Um, so, because I'm sure a lot of people are being advised not to release an album when Taylor Swift is like going to take every award. Oh, no. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And I know that, I mean, absolutely, this this is like a, a separate thing. Um, 
and I'm sure this has happened many times in the Academy Awards with like the not Academy Awards, sorry, with the Grammys and categorizations of like genres and everything. I remember that Tyler, the creator, spoke out about the fact that he was for Igor placed into like I don't know if they still call it urban, but I'm pretty sure they still call it the category oh urban, which yeah. is obviously so racist in itself. But also he oh was saying God. that he was grateful that he got the Grammy, obviously, but that it's extremely fucked because his Igor was not categorized by just rap. But people just put that in rap because he's black, you know, like it's it's so racist. Yeah. 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 There was actually like some in the 90s, like um, Will Smith and I forgot who else, like literally like lobbied for rap to become its own category because up until the 90s there still wasn't an actual rap category that is like hip-hop i'm like not surprised to hear that but it's actually insane to think about like it's really to take that long when that's been like a genre for that for that long (laughs) like yeah yeah (sighs) yeah that's so fucked up anyways let's hear about the academy awards Okay, so for the Academy Awards, otherwise known as the Oscars, I actually want to start off by talking about some like category fraud situations now that I mentioned the Mm. genre categories and stuff in the Grammys. So I like, actually, I thought more about the categories and everything. I actually watched the Academy Awards this year. I don't watch many award shows, but I I do want to watch that at least yearly because I mean, I also love music, but how much I like appreciate like film and everything. And I watched it this year and I remember I was I was very happy that everything everywhere all at once won a lot of categories. I love that movie and I think it was deserving of that. I was upset that for supporting actress, actress, like the actress who I can't remember her last name, but her name, first name is Stephanie. Um, she basically I mean, like she was besides I also can't remember the the name of the the lead actress in the movie. But have you guys both seen everything everywhere all at once? Yeah, I have. Yep. OK, yeah. So. Stephanie like the daughter didn't win supporting actress which I really think that she should have won that instead Jamie Lee Curtis won it which I do think that Jamie Lee Curtis's performance is also great don't get me wrong in what movie everything everywhere all at once oh I forgot she's in that yeah but exactly how could you possibly like if anything like if anything Stephanie's character then should have been placed in I can't remember her character's name in the movie but she should have been placed if anything in lead actress then along with like Oh, her the, the lead actress's name is Evelyn. I think I'm remembering, but she should have been placed with her, if anything, instead of like because she was closer to lead than supporting. Yeah, and then for Jamie Lee Curtis to win that instead doesn't make sense. She had an amazing performance, but then a lot of people were speculating that Jamie Lee Curtis won that more so out of legacy and the fact that I don't think that she had won an Academy Award before at her age. Which like, okay, yes, it's fair to her have won one then, but like not not if it means actually like affecting the integrity of what that award is supposed to go to because I do believe and I think a lot of people believe that Stephanie's supporting actress role was a lot more worthy of that award but whatever so anyways the category fraud thing I found a lot of articles talking about that and it's basically when actors feel like they're not competing in the correct category I learned that in 1972 like this is crazy so I don't have you guys seen the godfather no I think I have a long time ago well Al Pacino's like the main literally like the main (laughs) character and in uh 1972 he was nominated for supporting actor and that even though i think he is considered well because like the godfather is marlon brando okay yeah okay i guess that's true now that i think about it but i guess that is true like based on screen time i feel like that he should be the main exactly and like marlon exactly and like the godfather obviously is like it's marlon brando but the screen time is is and the story, yeah. I haven't seen the other Godfather like films yet, kids. but it's centered around, yeah, like that character, I think his name's like Michael something. It's centered oh, yeah. around like- Corleone. Yes. About what happens yeah. to him. So the fact that he was in the supporting actor category doesn't make like much sense. And also, this is another example of this being, of this happening in award shows for like film. This is, this is about the Golden Globes instead, but Kate Winslet for her role, and I haven't seen this movie, but- in the reader which apparently she was clearly the lead actress she was nominated for best supporting actress in the golden globes and then eventually won best lead actress at the academy award awards for that same film mm-hmm. so it that just like i don't know to me that if there isn't a clear distinction of what defines these categories and that naturally yeah. is going to mess up the integrity of like the votes and everything like what you're voting for and like what these what these nominations even mean um also a film can have multiple leads which complicates things further right and which, actually 
that reminds me of what you said about Jamie Lee Curtis getting like a legacy Oscar. It's like how Leonardo DiCaprio won his for that movie where he fought a bear. But, oh yeah, like, for, not for oh, any God. of his other like amazing movies. Yeah, <laughs> like, right. He's had so called? many good performances. Re- oh, The Revenant. No, I know. Yeah. It's, everyone and was it, like, oh, it's because they feel bad. He hasn't gotten one. I know, and I remember that happening around the same time that like everyone had just been like in the past couple of years been complaining about him not winning an Oscar yet, and then lo and behold, he won. He wins one for that. Like, I mean, I. I haven't seen the revenant i think that's what it's called yeah i haven't um, seen it either i think you're right yeah i haven't yeah. seen it but and i'm sure his performance was great because i love him in other films despite him you know i'm not gonna you know obviously he's also a predator so like <laughs> <laughs> you know despite him as a person but uh i definitely don't think that of his performances i highly doubt that that was the best one that he has had but right. like sure um also this article that i read was talking about how they often for the categories don't have like we're talking about like lead actress or something like they don't often have two from the same film in that category because of course a film would rather have someone like have them win multiple different nominations and stuff and the last time that at least what this article said the last time that there were two lead actresses from the same film was in 1992 for Thelma and and Louise for the actresses Gina Davis and Susan Sarandon but yeah, nowadays they'd likely have split them between the two for them to have more possible awards. And moving on to like some corruption in the Academy Awards, production companies in the past have basically tried, I can't remember the right word for this. I don't think it's like necessarily lobbying and I couldn't remember what it would be, but like not not kind of bribing in some ways. Like they would host intimate soirees for the Academy voters, which like mm. also the Academy voters, like the way that they're, the way people are nominated for these categories and stuff in the Academy Awards, they're selected by members of the Academy of the Motion Picture Arts and Sciences. And I honestly don't quite understand how they're nominated, like the original ones, but I know that to become a member, you must become sponsored by two existing members. So like, I don't know if she actually did become one, but Billie Eilish was sponsored to become one, which oh, doesn't make yeah. any sense to me because it's the Academy Awards. Like, I'm pretty sure that she's been nominated right. for something. Like, I'm sure she's been nominated oh, for like for her album or her, yes. like her one song that was on. Yeah, I and I can't what. I can't even remember what movie that would have been for because I know she had music for like shows, but I don't was know it what like James Bond. That's what, like the she had a song. She had a song in the Barbie movie. No, oh, I forgot about that. I forgot yeah. about that. This yeah, was so before. Yeah, yeah, I know, I know, yeah. Um, but. Anyways, yeah, so moving on to some corruption in the Academy Awards. So besides that production company, <laughs> moving on to some corruption. <laughs> oh, God. Okay, so uh, Harvey Weinstein's production company has actually heavily say no cam- more. Literally say no more. Uh, has heavily campaigned um, for that for certain nominations and stuff like that. And as a result, the Academy banned his lobbying. But something that I thought was like insane was that he has also launched negative campaigns. And I took I took strong offense to this one in particular. I've only seen this film once in my AP psychology class and it has left a great impression on me. I thought it was a very meaningful film. I've been meaning to rewatch it since. Have you guys seen A Beautiful Mind? No. Wait, I feel like I just rewatched. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, yeah. Well, July. I just rewatched it actually like two weeks ago oh really yeah Yeah, it's it's a film that follows like a a famous like mathematician that had schizophrenia um and i just remember it feeling like a very emotional film for me and i I loved it but anyways so to prevent a beautiful mind from winning best picture that year harvey weinstein's production company spread rumors that john nash the protagonist was an anti-semitic homosexual In the movie, no, not well, not in the movie. No, it follows like a real man. It's a true story. Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, so he's like in real life. <laughs> yeah, which also like okay, anti-Semitic. Yeah, that'd be bad. Homosexual. It's like literally also, but of course that he used that as part of the. Yeah, of course, of course, that's part of homosexual. Literally. Oh, but of course, though he. Harvey Weinstein's production company eventually apologized for this, so there were no repercussions for him and future nominations and such. Right. Mm-hmm. I also think that article that I read, I, I didn't look at the year, but from what it was talking about, I'm pretty sure that it must have been like a year prior to all the allegations coming out against Harvey Weinstein because oh. nothing about that was mentioned in the article, and I'm pretty <laughs> sure that they would have roasted him for that too. Yeah, true, yeah. Anyways, um, I just have a little bit more to add about this. Um, 
but some more issues are the lack of diversity in the academy. I don't know yeah. what I haven't checked the updated ones, but based on this article from at least at least like I would say four to five years ago, 94 percent of the voters are white, seventy seven percent are male, and eighty six percent are over fifty. It's like so once why are, again, why are we giving all these old white men that like they always have the worst opinions. Literally. No, they have the worst opinions. <laughs> You're so out of touch. You don't even know what's actually happening. You're doing whatever is based on like relevancy and whatever is catering to your old fucking brain. Like, sorry, but you don't know. Well, I guess I don't want to. Okay, well, that's ageist. <laughs> <laughs> if they weren't all old white men, they would be capable of understanding what was happening in like the real world. But they're all old white men. So they just care about what old white men care about, which is stale, stupid, racist shit. Well, it's, it's just being in an echo chamber. Literally. That's why it's literally, a problem. Like, literally. And it makes also, sense. That makes sense to me why so many like war movies get nominated. Jill, you took the words right out of my mouth. I was about to say, and it makes complete sense why, because they were talking about in this in this article too, without these words, but basically like how it's a fucking like Academy War Awards have a fucking circle jerk over every fucking World War film. <laughs> <Circle> always. Circle. <laughs> <laughs> and it makes sense if it's fucking old white because like all they know is that. <laughs> literally yeah. did top gun win something and i was I like i think it did the new probably one probably yeah. did yeah the very least like, nominated like, who the fuck even cares about that movie like i know i know people went and saw it but it's like okay like it's like okay there's movies that come out for all of us to have fun and then yeah. there's real movies that's what i yeah, like a couple weeks ago i was saying to chris i'm like i want to watch a real movie tonight which i meant like i was like like a film i oh, want to watch yeah, a i know film film and it took him a second to get what i was saying but i was like no 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 like oh like the godfathers are real yes. movie yeah 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 top gun is not a real movie why <laughs> no, is it wait. winning awards you know like that's what i mean like i'm like this okay this award show should be for real movies not the yes. fun filler movies that they make to make money like right exactly and and speak i was my last thing i was gonna make is kind of related to that the award shows because of the voters and everything that are in the academy don't often cater to what people are actually liking i mean sometimes it does line up like i would say with everything everywhere all at once winning a lot of the winning a lot of the nominations last year like that does make sense a lot of people did love that movie and in my opinion for good reason but like um oh yeah nikki dove of course you've seen it we like saw it together sorry okay anyways yeah (laughs) but um anyways but also like they don't have it's like they mix both what you're talking about nikki like they have some like real movies like what we'd consider like films and cinematic masterpieces and then some that are just more like popular which i would say that for example the grammys especially struggles with that just like when they when they say like best new artists and it's artists that's been active for like decades now but they just didn't know about them or something you know so i didn't mention that but i like the way the best new artist works it's like you have to just have release your own like sync like debut as a solo artist album so if you were like part of a group or like had previous albums you can still be best new artist if it's like your first like acclaimed album by yourself interesting yeah it's like stupid that's yeah that's dumb yeah it's very nuanced (laughs) right yeah but in like in this article that I read, they were talking about how some solutions would be, for example, for like best picture, if they had multiple categories. And the last time that they had the solution was in 1929, which I don't even know when they started, but I'm assuming like not right. that Isn't far that like from the first then. year. Yeah, probably like the first year or the very beginning. And back then in 1929, they had two best pictures, one for outstanding picture and one for unique and artistic picture. Because I think I'm assuming oh. that, right, I'm assuming that outstanding picture would be like, overall maybe like by the public and everything i don't know how they actually voted for that one but unique and artistic i think of just yeah like more artsy movies that wouldn't be playing at every theater but that i think that the academy members should have the proper knowledge to be able to judge those types of movies and how good they are but they obviously don't want the people that they end up having especially because they can essentially just like refer and sponsor people to become members i don't know it just become it feels like this like besides like the old white men involved in there if they're just sponsoring other people that they think that they know and stuff like that it becomes this like incestuous like celebrity chamber in my mind of who's voting it's it's serving illuminati yes exactly that's the real illuminati yeah yeah it just becomes like like billy eilish no offense to her but i don't know how she is like scoring a movie like how, right. how, what are you basing that off of? And that's exactly. that's like what it makes sense to me. I feel like they need to have like 
some set of guidelines of how they should judge a movie if you're going to be like placing it into best I don't know outstanding whatever I'm like everybody's type like judgment scale for that is like different it's a subjective exactly. experience so it doesn't make any sense to me exactly so I know that like crit- honestly we should have a whole episode talking about like critiquing art and stuff like that because I find that stuff very interesting because even with like music critics for example it is ultimately like you know ultimately it is still subjective however I do understand how if you have studied music and history of like a certain genre and stuff like that obviously there is a way to become more informed on a topic to be able to critique it better than the average person and at the same time it's ultimately art that's ultimately subjective I know that that's like a whole thing like throughout the history of art you know but like with this type of stuff when it when literally anyone can vote for them just because of status like if that is true that i don't know again i don't know who is actually who actually comprises the academy voters nowadays given that so much of them are just old white men but if they can sponsor just people that they know and that have possibly been nominated and stuff before then who's that's really not that different from like me voting for them which i mean i'm certainly not a film critic but no shade billy eilish but i do think i know more about film than she would (laughs) so (laughs) right no literally it's like yeah i i don't know it's like I watch hella horror movies and like, you know, like research the, I don't know. I know the influence on them and stuff, but it, at the end of the day, it's still like my opinion. Yeah. Like I, I still like don't like certain styles of horror movies. That doesn't mean they're like objectively poorly done, but I'm right. like, this is dumb. Right. Exactly. And it's just like, yeah, I don't know. I'm just yeah. repeating what you're saying. So if this transition is awkward or choppy, we had to finish recording on another day. Because we are just very, very busy girlies. So um, it's my turn to talk about the Tonys. And I think we finished up everything Joe – or no, it was Shea Sal that was talking at the end, right? We finished up everything you wanted to yeah, say? Yeah, I think – yeah, we finished up everything I wanted to say. I was just finishing up stuff on the Academy Awards and how, you know, it's scammy. Okay. <laughs> but yeah. Classic. Okay. <laughs> so I was going to touch on the Tonys, which – all things considered, I it doesn't seem as like rigged, but who knows? Maybe I'm just looking at it through rose-colored glasses. But um, so the Tony Awards were established in 1947 by the American Theater Wing, and so there's the American Theater Wing and the Broadway League, which like from the my Broadway like League. <laughs> from my layman's understanding of it. I don't know what the difference is. Like, it's like two, obviously they're different, but like they're doing the same thing. Like, it's, it's just like, like a, sorry, go ahead. I was going to say it's probably like Golden Globes and Academy Awards situation. Yeah. Well, and I guess also one of them is the Broadway League. So it could be like related directly to Broadway, whereas, whereas the American Theater Wing could be like stretching past Broadway, I guess. That's true. Um, like, smaller productions and stuff um but they're the ones who created the tonys and so originally only they could um vote people that were on the board of the american theater wing um but then in 19 that was in 1947 in 1954 they expanded it to allow people in the broadway league to also vote Um, So I'm just going to read from their website. Today, there are approximately 831 eligible voters, a number that fluctuates slightly from year to year. These include voting members of the Broadway League and the Broad Broad Board of Directors and designated members of the Advisory Committee of the American Theater Wing, along with members of the Governing Boards of Actors Equity Association, the Dramatists Guild, SDC, United Scenic Artists, and the Association of Theatrical Press Agents and Managers. And then it kind of like says like there's a few other people. So that's why just off the bat, I'm like, it seems like a bit more like diversified when it comes to the voters. But like they're still like professionals, but at least they're not all from like one group. You know, like it's like from different like clubs, associations, I guess. Wait, the Tonys are TV, right? They're like musical theater. It's like it's theater. So it's like it's live performances. Yeah. So I I was confused for a second and I'm like, why are there like so many theater people voting? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that'd be weird. Um, That's Emmys, which we we completely forgot about actually in our 
assessment. Well, there's only three of us, and I was like, eh. Yeah, yeah Tony's okay. like, I, like no, yeah. I was more yeah, curious Tony's about Tony's. Tony's are, like, more, I don't know. It's no, like I'm curious, too. Movies I, yeah. And I felt like I, like, didn't know a lot about the Tony's, so. And I really like theater, so. Um, but theater. the theater, <laughs> the theater. So I think the one thing that's kind of a catch is, like, so, again, the voting seems to be, like, a good grouping of people um but there is a tony awards nominating committee that nominates the broadway productions but i guess like again like the good thing is it's a group of approximately 50 theater professionals and they serve for three years and then they like okay. rotate them out so i like, was gonna that's say gonna- like i feel like the best way to like not get a bias is to like rotate people out or like change okay um yeah it says nominators serve for overlapping three-year terms i don't think it's like like i think like every year like a third of them switch out so it's like still cool the next year yeah um they're asked to see every new broadway production and then meet each year shortly after the tony eligibility deadline they determine the nominations based on secret ballots and so same with voting. Voters are expected to attend all nominated productions. Failure to attend a performance of a production and to mark your attendance in the online Tony voter portal will result in the voter not being able to vote in any category. Which also is like, good. Yeah. They're like, good. If you don't know everything. Right. Um. So one thing, though, was this year, and only this year, apparently you're allowed to miss one show and still be able to vote. It's like a temporary rule. And I could not for the life of me figure out why the fuck why. Like <laughs> I was like searching like Tony voting rule, temporary Tony like missing show rule. And it was just like saying the rule on so many different articles, but didn't explain like why they like did that. And you would think that would make more sense like during COVID. I was about to say like my first yeah. thought when you said that was like some random temporary exception. Immediately I was like COVID, but I'm like, wait, it's years yeah. later from that being like peak COVID, obviously. So I don't understand. Isn't that so weird? But at least it's only one. But that being said, like, I still I'm like, I feel like of like what you guys have described versus like what I just described, like, it seems the most like legit. Like, I trust it the most. Yeah. Agreed. Um, I definitely agree. And I feel like that makes sense, I guess, because I f- the general public is less invested in the Tonys. And I feel like winning a Tony is like I mean still an amazing achievement and like very significant for people in that professional thing but like from my like interpretation or understanding it's less like impactful than winning like an Oscar or a Grammy like that seems to like change your career path almost whereas like the Tonys is kind of like who knows who won a Tony like you that's know a, that's like, a good point because also if you're winning a Tony like if you're already that good in the theater realm then typically you'd already be getting gigs and stuff anyway so it's more of like a you know just like a merited award that you could have to your title as opposed to it is like I mean I guess not make or break either for Academy Awards or Grammys but they just use that to describe everything you do afterwards you know it's like a court, yeah. Academy Award nominee or Grammy right. winner and they don't necessarily do the same with Tony's I feel like it turns you into, like, an A-list actor. Yeah. You know, like, Agreed. once you're, like, involved in award shows, you become, like, A-list. Yeah. Not not always. That's not, like, a steadfast rule. But, and so, again, like, I totally agree. I feel like, like, Tony, I don't know. So, I'm, like, I could be missing something. But from what I, like, read, Tony seemed to be the most genuine, which, like, honestly like makes sense like theater kids have always been, like, dorky and weird. Of course, they're, like, no, like, let's just, like, keep it legit and like nice you know (laughs) like out of all of it it like makes the most sense one thing I did like is that every year there's also a special Tony award that you can win that's not like an official Tony but they're like you deserve like recognition basically um and so in the past few years it's just been um sorry let me just get the wording right it's been the lifetime achievement in theater for the past few years, which is just like, so like Andrew Lloyd Webber, who is the one who wrote, he did like Joseph and Phantom of the Opera and Cats, and I'm sure multiple others. He's won a Tony for Cats, I believe. But like, is he, he alive? 
Yeah. A couple of years ago, he won like a lifetime achievement in theater. So it was like a special acknowledgement of like everything you've done for the theater. But when it first started, there was like, it was like really like, I don't know. So somebody won in 1947 is when they like would get the like special ones. Somebody got it for enthusiasm as inveterate first nighters to two people. So like they were just like on their first night just like did really well or something like they did it for like the most random shit but it's also like kind of cute like this one but was provi- cute. <laughs> yeah it's like a little like superlative yeah, yeah literally yes, exactly <laughs> this one was providing a transient home and com- comfort station for theater folk for 20 years like uh-huh. okay like that's such a nice one like yeah. um oh somebody won one for experiment in theater like they like experimented with stuff uh um, wait i have a question about that i don't know if you know this but is, is it like experimented as in like within the theater realm they somehow had an experiment or like they were being experimental with they were being theater. experimental i would assume okay. like it's okay. not like scientific I okay okay <laughs> <laughs> i honestly was not sure <laughs> yeah no i think from my for, since it's like a theater thing yeah I don't like I don't know. I, I'm assuming it's the like he he like I don't know feel good experimenting. Yeah, like they're getting crazy with colors. Got it. Um like somebody got it for in 1951, her services as a volunteer in arranging reservation and seating for the Tony Awards. <laughs> like they're like, you just were really helpful. Like that's so interesting. <laughs> yeah, right? But so it's like I don't know, as like I said, starting in the 90s it pretty much was like lifetime at the achievement in theater with like a few things here and there like i don't know in 2008 this guy got it for in recognition of his of his contribution to the field of orchestrations you know like but so i don't know i still think that's like nice that they like you get like an honorary tony yeah especially like if you didn't if you're that like iconic like getting an award like you should you know, like you should yeah. get one, even if you don't actively like if you haven't written a new play, but your play is like coming out True. again, and, like always stirring up interest. Yeah. So that's pretty much it with the Tonys. But then I looked into EGOT, which is people who won an Emmy, Grammy, Oscar and a Tony. Oh, I like forgot. That's what that was. OK. Yeah. So it's when they've won all of them. Let me just double check the count. Um, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18. Only 18 people wow. ever have Damn. won an EGOT. Um, which I guess when you think about it, like, it makes sense. Like, how many people? That's, like, a lot of realms to. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like, even if you, I don't know, like, Russell Brandt. Not Russell Brandt. Oh, <laughs> Russell Brandt. <laughs> Oh, Jesus. Was, like, I oh. <laughs> Great artist. Russell Crowe, like, I don't know. He was, like, in, right? He was in Lame Is. He was in Lame Is, yeah. You know, so, like, maybe he, like, dabbles in singing. Or, like, Harry Styles could get, he's not going to get an Oscar. He's but, not like, gonna, he and could he's also, yeah. <laughs> You know, like, I can see, like, two. But, um, yeah, it's crazy to think somebody do, like, all four. Can you uh, list them? Yeah, so... I mean, we're not going to know who the fuck these people are in the beginning are. Um, but <laughs> yeah. wait. One second. Okay. Yeah. It's a different Mel Brooks is one of them, but it's a different Mel Brooks than what we're thinking of. Um, okay. I'll just start it. Oh, Audrey Hepburn. She's, oh, okay. she's oh, wow. done it. She got an Oscar and a Tony in 1954 and then an Emmy and a Grammy in 19. 19- or Emmy in nineteen ninety three, Grammy in nineteen ninety four. Okay, so starting to people we know, Whoopi Goldberg. Oh, literally, huh? What? <laughs> never have guessed she's got. Yeah, right. So, like, what uh, sister act? Like, I don't know. I don't, I don't know what she, other here. It, it tells you what it is. So she got an Academy Award for Best Supporting Actress in Ghost, and then she got Daytime Emmy Award. For being a talk a voice. For talk show host, The View, you mean? 
Of the view. Not the, the voice. voice. <laughs> yeah, the view. They used she's, to get she's my mom's the question all the time. <laughs> um, uh, and then, oh my God, I lost it. Uh, she was in, in 2002, she was in the musical Thoroughly Modern Millie. No idea. Um, or she, maybe she helped direct it or something because it just is best musical. So she was like oh. part of the production of it. Okay. And then she got a Grammy for best comedy album. Oh, Whoopi Goldberg original Broadway show recording. That's what it's called. Whoopi Goldberg original Broadway show. I don't know what Sister Act is. You keep mentioning it. Yeah, that's the, that's the movie that she's like in. That was the only one I can think of that she like would sing in. I or, sang uh, a solo from that in choir. Wow. Hell yeah, you did. <laughs> um, okay. And then Scott Rudin, Rudin, I don't know. I don't know him. Uh, Robert Lopez, don't know him. Nah. Andrew Lloyd Webber did get one. So he got <laughs> I an- think Andrew Tate. <laughs> I literally Ew. be like the nail in the coffin for not respecting like awards. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so he got Academy Award for Best Original Song, a Grammy for Best Cash Show Album, and then he got an Emmy Award for outstanding variety special live so it was like a airing of jesus christ superstar live that's how he got an emmy love and then tony obviously um tim rice who i he's he wrote a whole new world for aladdin and can can you feel the love tonight for lion king oh so that's like how he got academy and then he was part of that jesus christ superstar and then grammy awards for like Best musical album for children for Aladdin. He got that. And then Tony, he like wrote a score for a play. And then John Legend has his EGOT. What? Did not know that. Yeah. So he, him, Andrew Lloyd Webber, 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 (laughs) and Tim Rice all got their EGOTs in 2018. Yeah, 2018. So he has an Academy Award for the song Glory from Selma. Selma. And then he also was part of that Jesus Christ Superstar live in concert thing. That's why they all three got it at the same time. And then obviously Grammy for just a ton of different shit. And then Tony Award for Best Revival of a Play. Jitney. Jeans Britney. (laughs) Um, So. Um, And then Alan Menken, I don't know him. Oh, he wrote stuff for Little Mermaid and Beauty and the Beast. And Pocahontas. Um, Jennifer Hudson has an EGOT. Um, She got it in 2022. Um, Supporting Actress in Dreamgirls as an uh, Academy Award Emmy for Outstanding outstanding Interactive Media for a Daytime Program. God, all these are freaking mouthfuls. And I have like con (laughs) mouth right now, I feel like. So I'm like. I like can't get them out. Um, for Baba Yaga, whatever that is, and then the Tony, which best musical, and then this past year, Viola Davis, Viola Davis. Oh, I don't know how you say it. wait, oh. I don't know why in my mind every time I think if I think of someone having to get an ego, I don't know why I assume that they must also sing. But I guess yeah, you don't right? have to. Yeah, that's what I always think. So she got it for Academy Award Best Supporting Actress. Emmy Award for Outstanding Lead Actress in a Drama Series, How to Get Away with Murder. A Tony in Best Featured Actress in a Play. So I think it was a play, not a musical. And then her Grammy was Best Audiobook Narration as Storytelling Recording. Which is interesting you can get a Grammy for that. Yeah, for your best rendition of telling a book. It's the Recording (laughs) Academy, which I would assume would just include music. I guess at the actual Grammy Awards, I know that there are many... Uh, like different nominations that you can have that they don't list in the show but yeah. it's from the ones i've seen i definitely never remember them mentioning audiobooks right yeah right and so it's like i don't know i feel like that egot is kind of like yeah it seems to be at a different like tier if you get it for an audiobook versus like i don't know yeah. stuff john legend has done right i agree like i mean like obviously she's deserving of that award for that stuff but yeah i think it definitely 
I feel like it's it's definitely different. I think that's encompassing too much if we're including that. Because, yeah, I guess there should be an award for best narration, but I don't think it should be considered a Grammy, which would then therefore qualify you, qualify you for an EGOT award. That's what it's like. What New York Times bestseller for books. Like we should do, you know, they should do like some like you get a plaque for like yes. best narration, but you should not get a whole ass Grammy. Like that's like intense to get a Grammy. Right. But, I agree. I also like, I have a question. So sorry, Jill, you can go. I was just gonna say, or like whatever um award stuff they do for podcasts, like I feel like that should be considered a podcast. Yes, which yeah. I'm thinking of like the streamies or whatever. I was which, just I mean, yeah, which is yeah. certainly not of the same caliber. <laughs> yeah. I have a question. So or I don't know why I assumed that they weren't this, but like so our EGOTs, like, on top of all the things you have, is that is it also an award to have that? Or is that just, like, a title that you would have? Because It's just a title. Yeah, you know. don't get, like, a physical thing for it. It's just, like, okay. you, like, let me see if, like, I don't know the exact term. I feel like it's just, like, you are an EGOT winner. Well, you, ha- you have all those awards. Yeah, I just didn't know if it was, like, okay, yeah, but- like an extra special. Yeah. They give you a tiara. it just just says you win an EGOT oh and then because of the special awards shit where there's like you know they're just like thanks for all your help um kind of stuff yeah six people have gotten they called a non-competitive EGOT so Barbara Streisand has that Wait, what did you say qualifies them for a non-competitive one versus a regular one? How, like, Tony, the Tony Awards had, like, the participation thing. I but the, see. like, thanks for, like, all the work you did. Lifetime so achievement. I see. So, Barbara Streisand, that's her. She got the special Tony Award. So, she's, um, oh, my God. She looks so different than I remember. I'm literally going to send you guys this pic- pic- picture. Let me see if I can send it in the chat. Oh, I also don't recall her looking that way. <laughs> <laughs> like, no shade. Just, I, just, I don't know what I thought in my oh. head. Just Wait, that's Bette Midler. Wait. Wait. No, th- that looks is like Bette Midler. Wait, who's Bette Midler? She, she looks like someone, too, that I was thinking, but I couldn't. I don't know who it is that she looks like. Who would you say, Jill? Bette Midler? I'm looking her. Bette I'm Midler looking her. From um, Hocus Pocus. Oh, my God. That literally, it does look like her, but I think, I don't think, I think that <laughs> oh, is Barbara Streisand. It looks Streisand. a little bit different. Yeah, I don't think that's actually her. But whoa. Yeah, no, that's what she looks like. Since when was she blonde? Why did I always think she had? I thought it was brunette. I don't know yeah. why I thought that. I guess I haven't I've only seen pictures of her when she was like younger like I haven't seen a photo of Barbara Streisand in like of her in the past like 20 years so anyway so she got one the non-competitive Liza Minnelli got one um that makes sense James Earl Jones he got so he actually got an actual Tony but then the Academy Awards he got an Academy Honorary Award the other guys I don't recognize. So, oh. there's a ton of people that have won three of them, but it's not all four. Yeah. So who cares? <laughs> yeah, not as losers. Impressive. Yeah. Well, it was interesting. I like honestly have never watched the Tonys. Um, Me, either. but I love musicals. Like I love theater. Oh, actually, I when I was looking up about the Tonys this year, it was like unscripted because the writers are on strike. Oh shit. And oh, like just one of the articles, yeah, one of the articles was like Sleepy Tonys unaffected by. It. And I was like Sleepy Joe, Sleepy Joe hosted the Sleepy Tonys, oh, uh, but it said like unaffected because it's like I mean the shit that they script already is like corny and weird, right? And so I think that was like. Also, I feel like being like a theater actor or actress, like you're already like used to being live. So I feel like the hosts kind of were like probably would be better at winging it than like some random singer, you know? Right. Yeah. They're with um, what's it called when you improv? <laughs> yeah. So. Yeah. All right. Do you guys have anything you want to add? No, I do not. 
well, that's all we have on the award show. Sorry, we didn't talk about the Emmys, but also like, who needs them? Yeah, literally, <laughs> go to Britain's. Um, now that we have the streamies, soon it's gonna be soon it's gonna oh, yeah. be Ascot streamy <laughs> Grammy Oscar Tony. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> <God>. <laughs> um, but I'm sure if you're interested, there's a ton of information about them. Um, but yeah, thank you for listening, and we should be back to our regular. Reg- God, I can't speak tonight. We should regular. be back to our regularly scheduled programming of every other Tuesday, ideally. Now that our schedules are settling down. An asterisk. <laughs> in parentheses. Yeah, true. In a perfect world. But yeah, you can find us every other Tuesday on anywhere that you stream your podcast and um, follow us on Instagram and Twitter at that's kind of wavy. Wait, um, also leave us a review and a rating on, so on like streaming platforms. Also, I've recently, when I was looking at our podcast on Spotify, you can also have like a Q and a on there now. Whoa. So leave us So questions. they ask us questions. Yes. I was like, I didn't know if we, oh yeah. We, we actually, we might be able to ask some questions too. No, it's definitely them asking us as I'm viewing it from like a, like a customer profile. You okay, know? Yeah. I was, yeah. I was thinking of if, like, if we were like, what do you want to le- hear us talk about? And they could I wonder out. if there is a way to do that. There might be. Probably. I think when you upload an episode, can't you put a question? Not on, when I uploaded it on RSS feed. No, but like I know that like there's that Spotify website for podcasters, so maybe on there you can. Okay. Interesting. All right. Well, yeah, ask us um any questions. So thanks again. (laughs) 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 It's been robotic at the end of that. It was like, thanks again. (laughs) Bye. Bye. Bye.